0: Hello and welcome to episode one of Beer and a Movie, a brand new movie and beer podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Hilliard and you may recognize
1: my, my cohort here, Ethan Thompson. Yes, I'm Ethan Thompson. We're back in movie podcast world again with uh, positive editions, special editions now, changing things. We've taken a break. Let's talk about the new edition. Seth Kaler is still here. Yeah. Seth is still here, Woo. our engineer, and we all are also joined by David Gurney. Over here, uh, speaking for the first time on the
2: Beer and Movie Podcast.
1: A new voice. A new voice in a new time, a new day.
0: So, Ethan, we were talking, I think you, me, and David were sitting at a restaurant and we talked about uh, maybe doing another podcast and here we are recording. Tell us what's been going on. For the-
1: We're eight years older. A lot of lot, changes. Lots of changes yeah. in, in our lives. That's right. And changes, more importantly, in beer mm-hmm. and in movies. That's right. And thus, thus we're bringing those two things together. On this how podcast. we watch them, what they're putting out for us yeah. to consume, uh, and then,
0: of course, in the beer world, I mean, we didn't really. We always would drink when we do our podcast. <laughs> we, we did.
1: We drank a lot, and now we're just going to talk about it. Now
0: more. we're going to talk about the <laughs> we're, beers we're, that we're drinking.
1: We're acknowledging what was always going on before, but at a higher level so because how, our beer game has personally changed. We well, have yeah, upped what, our what, beer game.
2: Just as an outsider, what what was the beer to Go with each. Podcast what what back were we in drinking? In what those were you drinking days? back then?
1: God, Please I tell
2: can... me at least it was Sierra Nevada or something. Come on, I,
1: I, I have a feeling that I was still drinking a lot of Shiner in those days. Oh. Maybe uh, maybe eight, eight years th- ago. I can't even remember. Yeah, it
0: probably was Shiner. Yeah, it probably was. Um, right. I, I don't it, think you you or I at that point had entered into like a uh, interest in craft beer.
1: No, because and we wouldn't maybe even know to call it craft beer. Right, we would it, just call it like expensive beer for a couple of reasons and
0: if you were a movie import if you listened to the movie hour podcast one of the things that we were very uh, we wanted to make sure that people understood that we could only watch the movies that were available in the city that we live in and now that is true with beer as well we're limited because of the geographical location and the population size of the city that we live in to the movies and the beers that are available, it, it kind of is the same thing. It's all about distribution and what the audience is going to buy and what the city is going to buy. And uh, a lot of times, the three of us have felt pretty handcuffed by what's available, but we have not let that stop
1: us. We, we haven't let that stop we us. We break
0: through and look out and look for gonna, the best things. I'm
1: going to stop you right there, Joe, because um, the truth is that things have gotten a lot better. You know, without a doubt, at least in beer and movies. True. I mean, we won't get into politics, but beer and movies. Mm-hmm. Things have gotten better, so I'm just gonna stop right now and I'm gonna open an example of that. Okay. okay. This is uh, called High Lie India Pell L. It's really an Imperial India Pell L. It's seven and a half percent. We'll talk more about it later, but for now, I'm gonna open it. Crack it. This is a real sound. This is not fully. I'm gonna try not to spill on my laptop. <laughs> I'm gonna pour this and we're gonna we're gonna drink this a little bit and then we'll come back and we'll talk about um, what I think is a fantastic beer. So this first episode, we're going to talk about Annihilation, a film that came out recently that's still in theaters. Uh, However, one of the things that I think has really changed with movies and and podcasts is our habits about how people watch movies or TV shows, the whole idea of binging, right? So when we uh, were doing this, our first podcast back in 2009, Netflix had really just started streaming movies. Uh, And now, of course, everybody's used to Streaming and particularly binging, watching tons of movies and especially tons of TV on Netflix, and I kind of think that that's um, kind of flowed over into podcasts too. I know that I don't listen to podcasts like every week or particular podcasts. I find ones that I like and then I listen to all of them.
2: It's a good point. Yeah, I, I totally binge podcasts these days. It's like I land on one that is really interesting. I go through. It'll have like a season or two. I'll just listen to all of them straight through, and then kind of drop it, go back, find something else, maybe come back to that one later. But yeah, I do think that binging goes on in, in a lot of different types of media consumption now.
1: Yeah, so I think that it's important for us with this movie podcast that we may have each episode will be something that's a recent film, but then we're also going to talk about related films, other things that people can go to that, that make sense that you know if they like that or, and they want to access things that are like it, in a binge-like way, they can find those things.
0: Well, binging, of course... I remember the old style binging, using Netflix DVD delivery to your home right. to to binge The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. But there was always a pause while right. you waited for the next DVD to show up. Right. With, with streaming, I mean, clearly an industry disruptor, binging is now the way we consume. Yeah. And, and frankly, with all of the content available at home, one of the things that changed in the last eight years is the notion that to get to the theater to see the best thing available... Doesn't really seem like the case very often, and I found in the last eight years I've gone to the movies a lot less to the movies to the theater to see a film because if I'm just going to spend an hour and a half watching something, something something is good at home right. without me having to get out, get a babysitter, get the the, 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 the spend a hundred dollars.
1: Well, that was one of the things we used to routinely uh, complain about was how negative the experience of actually going to see a film in our city was because mm-hmm. they just didn't give a shit
0: they about didn't. how
1: they showed it. They didn't have to. They were they, the, ol- the only game in town. They right. didn't have to. And that, and so
2: something happened here in Corpus
1: Christi. That's right.
2: Many things have happened, actually. I mean, if you think about it, the the big game changer that I think you're referring to, Joe, is the Alamo Drafthouse mm-hmm. chain finally arriving in Corpus Christi after maybe a decade of speculation yeah, that, that right. they were going to Yeah, broken come.
1: promises, <laughs> broken hearts. So,
2: But now we actually have a seven theater alamo draft house location
1: and they're doing a great
2: job they're doing they're, a fantastic yes. job the the beer talking about we are beer in a movie right i mean their beer selection is amazing focused on local texas craft beer um
1: and, and 120 minute ipa whenever you feel like <laughs> you need one they, you, you can go you, there and get you one
2: n- you never need one 20 minute
1: ipa <laughs> in the movies either. but but it's it's
2: fine it's delicious yeah. but uh, I mean, I think the thing that's so incredible there is then they come in and you see the other chains responding. So we have Cinemark now has put in the luxury loungers in their right. theaters. Um, it's still not my preferred location, but no. I'm never sad when I have to go see them. In fact, I saw Annihilation there when we, when we get around to talking about it. That's uh, the theater I ended up going and
1: to. And so uh, I, I'm with you, Joe, when you talk about how you see much less movies and in the intervening eight years. However... And the last year that we've had an Alamo Draft House, I've seen more movies in the theater than I had in all those previous years combined, probably. Um, and the thing is that there's other people seeing movies, too. People still want to watch movies, not just at home. They just want an be- enjoyable experience.
2: The best possible experience. Right. And, and, that's, and I think another thing that Alamo brings to the mix that Century doesn't even really do, that they have... The sort of communal, like we're going to get together and have fun when we see this movie thing. Joe and I went to go see The Room mm-hmm. uh, last month, two months ago, right and, before disaster. Right, exactly. Came out. And so they had it as a special sort of what are they, party screening. Mm-hmm. They had little props to do, you know, mm-hmm. as, as sort of uh, throw footballs a, around. Exactly. And, and it was just really like there was a fun little intro to it. There, you know, it was kind of encouraged that people interacted a little bit to an extent. And again, that's not a film that you'd necessarily want to have like this kind of quiet, respectful viewing right. experience. You want to have fun. Yeah. So. And, then, and
0: then beer wise, Corpus Christi's tends to be 10 years behind the rest of the world. We've had in the last eight years, we've moved from zero local brewery mm-hmm. to now, help me. Three breweries and two brew pubs, so we've got a nice
1: local beer scene now. Some of it quite good, delicious, and you know, we might even have a couple here. So,
0: as we talk about beer, I'm sure we're going to talk about broad, more broadly, things that would be available across the country. But we can't help but uh, inject a little
2: bit of our local scene into that conversation as well. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's that's been a huge change, and again, it's part of what makes going out seem like all that much more yeah. important and fun right. when you have these things that you can actually go support that are right there in your
1: backyard. And so let's talk about this beer, this highlight What do you guys think?
2: I think the nose on this thing is fantastic. You just smell this. It's all tropical fruit. It's, uh, I mean, what, like just resinous. It's
1: Yeah, I looked it up. It, it, it has mm. like, if you like to describe lots of different fruits with hops, this has like all of them. Um, I looked it up to try to find out what the hops were. And there's like six different ones. I'm not even going to try naming them all. Um, but this is, I think, this ha- the fact that we can get this beer here in Corpus Christi is an example of how great things have changed in beer culture. This thing uh, is made by Cigar City Brewing in Tampa Bay. Anyone who's a beer person probably knows about, especially if you like IPAs, you probably know about this beer. If you don't, you need to get your hands on one and try it out. Uh, Cigar City uh, recently just started distributing all over the place, Uh, and uh, their most famous beers are this one. They also have a Maduro Oatmeal Brown and also a Hunapu's Imperial Stout, which I've never had, but apparently it's amazing.
2: That's like the one—they have Hunapu Day. You have to go there— on the day, it's like you buy festival tickets. You're lined up. You have to. They've had people actually a few years ago. They had that issue where they had people counterfeiting tickets to try mm, oh to gosh. get in, and it was all <laughs> so that that one is hard. That people that's trade trade for that shit. Yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the cool thing is too that you can uh, actually go on their website. This is God. I just love things. You know, the internet is our friend mm-hmm. sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> our enemy. But <laughs> if you go to cigarsiderbrewing com, you can actually search and find where you can get their beers near you. And you can go and you just plug in your uh, your zip code and you can find out like where you can buy it at liquor stores and also where the stuff is on tap. Mm-hmm. And I found out that we can get Highlight on tap if we just go to Tapology. They That's have a, it there. Tapology is a local place. Do yeah. You, do you, you're loving this beer? I love this beer. This is one of my favorite beers. So I, the first time I had this beer, I lived in Georgia for a few months and I'd heard about it because I listened to a beer podcast and they had mm-hmm. mentioned it. And I kept asking for it at the liquor store because, or the beer sh- beer store. Uh, what do they call those things? Package stores? No, B- like what's the bottle shop? Bottle shop. That's the name for a place that just sells beer. Mm-hmm. Bottle shop. Um, and the first time I saw it, I bought two six packs of it and took it to my apartment and drank all of them. Can I ask you guys? <laughs> not, not at once.
0: <laughs> you, you go to a, uh, a, bar, a bar with 40, 50, 60 craft taps. Do you have a style that you're going to order? Like, your go-to style. I'm look,
1: I'm, I, I'm probably looking for a name of some beer I've heard about, mm-hmm. a brewery that I've heard about that I haven't gotten yet. Right.
0: To, it's, for me, it's IPA every single time. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. You're a loyal
2: IPA drinker. I'm going to
0: go there first. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or or like Ethan said, if it's some kind of something or
2: other. Yeah, beer, yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know. I, d- I, I bounce around a little bit more. I'm... Uh, I'm always thinking about, again, like Ethan said, what I haven't had already, what I haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's a brewery, I know mm-hmm. that I've liked their stuff in the past, but they have something new. And it kind of depends on the session I'm trying to have. I mean, like I, if-
0: I'm mean, i going to agree with you on the nose. Okay. But I'm going
2: to say there's a
1: metallic Ooh, at the metallic. end that I'm not digging. Oh, you when think I, maybe it's the seven and a half percent. I, see, that doesn't bother me. No, but that, that okay, I don't get that. That's alcohol. the indication at the end. Well, I don't know. I'm enjoying it a pick lot pick
0: it. more today than I was the other day. See, uh, Ethan, David, and I, and Seth are involved in a Facebook group that, that will post new beers that are at some of our local places. So mm-hmm. Ethan was very excited about this when I went out and bought a six pack on purpose. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It worked.
1: It's true. I've been evangelizing.
0: And then I uh, uh, I wasn't loving it as much as yeah, I was I some other IPAs. Well, I got my a fridge, s- and you called me a dumbass. So that's I, you soft. know, now I feel. <laughs>
1: I, I can be judgy. I'll admit it. I can be judgy. I would, uh,
0: I would have this in my refrigerator. I would, I would have this in the back for the refrigerator for when you came over and in some odd night when I just wanted to grab an IPA besides my regular.
1: Well, snack, I like right? this beer so much that I was driving uh, through Lubbock, Texas, of all places. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just driving through Lubbock. Lubbock was on the path that I was driving. You don't drive to Lubbock, Texas no, on purpose. not just. You have to be going someplace. Yes, so I was on my way I mean. back from Amarillo, and I went to Lubbock, and... Um, I went to this place called the Craft House. If you're in Lovett, go to the Craft House. Yeah. That I will say. Because mm-hmm. I, I looked behind the counter to see what they had. And they ha- I saw a Cigar City logo. So I asked him what it was. And he said, It's High li Bar or bottle shop? No, it was a Craft um, House. It's it like a brew pub type place. Gotcha. And uh, Gastro they say. Because they didn't actually make their own beer. Anyway, High on tap. God, it was so good. Better than this, and I, I I had Pliny the Elder on tap about a month ago. Nice. it was just as good as that. Right,
0: it's not a bad beer. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the beer, but I'm not creating the you know yeah.
2: a top
1: ten IPA. Not, not a fanboy. You know.
2: That's all right. Right, I you know I wouldn't consider myself a fanboy either. I think where the disconnect is for me is you have that beautiful tropical like fruity aromatic head that you're just like oh my god I'm gonna drink this. It's gonna be so refreshing, but it's actually kind of got a heavy kind of malty body to it. It's mm-hmm. not. Like a super light drinkable. I couldn't throw this back out in the backyard after mowing the lawn or something. I couldn't have like five cans of this in a row. It just you, wouldn't have You Shouldn't even though- at
1: Seven and a half percent.
2: <laughs> okay, so it's saving me from myself. But, but I'm just saying, like there's a there's a little bit of a it, it presents itself as if it's something that I'm going to be able to throw back yeah. and just be refreshed by, but it's really not that. It's a little more dangerous. Well,
1: they do have the Guayabara Pale Ale, which I believe is maybe less than 5%, right. which would probably right. be better in that situation. Could be. So clearly we have plenty to talk about when it comes to beer, but we also have to talk about movies. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to talk about Annihilation. I've
0: got my Cigar City Brewing. I'm ready to talk about a movie. Well, tell
1: us about Annihilation, Joe. I didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> well, I did see it, but what, what what do you what do you know about Annihilation without seeing it? But let's talk about... Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. You're we, part we, of the problem, Joe. You should be... If you would go see Annihilation, we would have less I was superhero ex- movies. I was
0: excited to see it. I'll yeah. tell you why. From the marketing... No, even before that. First was the articles about... Annihilation is the most Kubrick esque movie since Kubrick. Or, you know, the, these kinds of, of reviews really, were coming out. Right, yeah. Right, so I was going to go see uh, it based upon the notion that it's got uh, a. The head- ta-
1: 2001 for. 2018
0: yeah they weren't saying it was more the article wasn't about 2000 like we're comparing it to one kubrick film but more about like thoughtful uh uh drawn out there's no so i was excited about that i like natalie portman a lot i think i think she's fantastic and then okay you got this shimmering thing there's hints of alien i'm talking about the the trailer i'm talking Mm -hmm. about some articles that i read so that's what i was expecting that's what i was looking forward to and i think that we could even come to these podcasts with one of us not seeing the movie just to say, did it meet the expectations yeah. that you had when it went in? Cause I had high expectations for this movie based on all the
2: critical buzz. All
1: right. Yeah. And, um, I, I was looking forward to seeing this too, uh, kind of for some of the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, I liked the film. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a kind of movie that I wish we had more of like a, a quality, uh, that you see the money that went into this thing. It's, it's, it's thoughtful. It's, uh, Interesting film, and I was I enjoyed it, but you know it's kind of it hasn't done really well. Um, Netflix uh, sold the distribution like all, it's only getting distributed internationally through Netflix, and some people have said that maybe that hurt. Like people thought, well, this is just a 4 TV movie or whatever. It's not huh. such a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, um, but I liked it a lot. I guess we should talk about what the movie is actually about. Go for it. So, uh, Annihilation is about. Uh, um, Natalie Portman, a central character whose husband is in the military and he's been missing for a year. Everyone just assumes that he's dead, including Natalie, uh, but she uh, one day, guess what? He shows up, but he seems a little off. Something's not there. Mm-hmm. He's a little different. Right. Um, and then he starts getting sick, and on the way to the hospital, they are uh, hijacked by a uh, military. And taken to a military hospital, which is actually on location where this mysterious thing has happened. Dave, can you take us up
2: here? There's been
1: this event, right? And and,
2: um, sort of first starting at this lighthouse on the coast that seems to have had this sort of... What Joe was referring to earlier is this kind of like shimmering light manifestation around it. And it's kind of grown over time. And they've been sending these military teams in to go try to discern what's going on. Investigate the shimmer. Exactly, right. And so her husband, come to find out, had been part of the latest team to go in there, which had not come out for about a year, and yet here he is magically appearing kind of at their home as if he had never been there, but but as Ethan said, kind of with uh,
1: a little bit of a strangeness about him. And and I I think we should say that, uh, yes, Natalie Portman, Princess... Amidala. 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 And her husband... Oscar Isaac otherwise fantastic known. actor right I mean like he, yes. he,
2: everything he shows up in I'm just like Inside Lewin Davis you guys see them yes. like, fantastic little film
1: mm-hmm. um, we'll talk but, about him in Ex Machina maybe yes absolutely that, that the could new, happen the Star Wars stuff yeah no, Who? what is his character in Star Wars Poe Dameron. Oh, God. Poe Dameron, yeah. yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> intra-Star Wars cast meeting extra-textual, intra-extra, whatever. Anyway, I was thinking about that. I was watching that. Star Wars world's coming together right. in this movie that has nothing to do with Star Wars. I
2: hadn't even thought of that. That's, yes. Yeah. Well,
1: I'd like to know if it met your expectations. I, I enjoyed this film. It did meet my expectations. And actually, by the end of it, one of my favorite things in the film was uh, uh, the music. Oh, my God. The score it, was fantastic. It's this yeah. incredible electronic. Well, you honor. know who did it, right? No, I don't. So uh, Jeff Barrow, Portishead. Do you, you know ah, the man Portishead?
2: Yes. Yeah. So he's gone on, and he's done other stuff, but he's been doing film scores. He did the Ex Machina score. He did, But, yeah, I mean, and this is a film. It doesn't seem that way. I mean, it's got the effects so that. But see it in the theater, because the sound, yes. you're never going to get that. I mean, maybe if
1: you have some super tricked out home theater system you'd get it but my god well let me, just, uh, let me let me i'm gonna try to kind of talk about what happens without being excessively spoilery to ruin it for people and then you can talk about that last okay. scene uh but but essentially as you would guess you know natalie goes into the shimmer with her team right. uh, the
0: trailer told me that yes yeah. and
1: her team includes jennifer jason lee who mm-hmm. is my other favorite part of this movie right um fast, fast times at richmond mm-hmm. high plus like Forty years, mm-hmm. there she is. Thirty mm-hmm. years, something like that. Um, but so they go in and they investigate, and it's like it's it is this this alien like force that is causing all kinds of genet- genetic mutations. And it's unclear if there's an actual like alien manifestation, but you understand whatever this force is, it's outside this world and it's changing our world and it's gonna take over It almost our seems world. like a virus or something. Like yes. that, that's like it's just like spreading and that, but at kind of a
2: slow pace and
1: Yeah, and maybe this virus is um, clearly we're gonna lose to this virus. That's how I felt. Yeah. We cannot stand up to this thing. Right. But you know, maybe we all just get out of the way. That's kind of the, the feeling at the end of the film. Was like, well, maybe this is for the better. But anyway, it works up to this climactic scene at the end where uh, uh, Natalie Portman's character is, I guess um, she's facing off against this force, right? Yeah. the manifestation of this force. Right,
2: which is where I think the Kubrick stuff comes in. I mean, you yeah. see that, and like it's very... At that point, you get to this 2001-esque moment where it's kind of she's come into contact with this other thing and the way they visualize that really strange. I mean, it all kind of takes place. It gets back to that lighthouse. I mean, that's the mission of the team is they need to get to the origin point of where this started. Once they get there is where she starts having these interactions with whatever that alien force is, which manifests differently throughout that confrontation. Right. I mean, and that was, and that was kind of cool to see how they sort of evolved that because Jennifer Jason Lee's involved. She's there initially. We have the, you know, that kind of goes away. And then we have this, Mm She sees this videotape of her husband having been... We're, we're yeah, not,
1: and the best part is uh, the music of it is taking it through us, and the pace is like it, it it's really compelling, yeah. I think. So
2: without giving anything
1: away, how is the denouement? Is Does the way they wrap it up satisfactory? I, I think so, and I have to say that kind of watching, uh, you feel like uh, this like evolution fast-forward. The message in the movie is you fast-forward evolution, There something could happen where... Um, Everything around us is changing. We have no power and we, it's really kind of profound. I find myself as I'm s- sitting over this microphone thinking about how it's a p- pretty profound film in terms of the helplessness of what are you going to do about how ch- the, the world is going to change. Right, right. Well, I think you're right. I mean, that is like one of the
2: core conflicts that we always come back to is like, how do we sort of deal with change And Mm -hmm. how do we see it? And usually it's through fear. It's through anger. It's through, and that's kind of what the government is doing, right? It's like, they're like, let's blow this thing up. Let's send in these military teams. Let's get to the origin. And yet the end of the film does not leave you thinking like, that's the way that this is going to go down. I mean, they can do what they want. They think they've solved the problem, sort of.
0: The government has seen every alien alien. Uh, movie ever and that they're always out to harm us and we must (laughs) we
1: must put them down yeah you can't blow up the shimmer is the thing you can't blow up evolution
0: is there a purpose for this alien event is it uh, an evolution disruptor it it
1: is just what happens I think Right. Okay, so should right. I see it? You should see this. Then oh, absolutely. Sure. If you can manage to get to and see this in a the theater just because the music is so good, you're, the sound is so good. You're putting good. it up there. Yo, absolutely. Yeah. All well, right. Well, it's
2: also, I think, like Ethan said earlier, like we don't see enough films that make it to the theater at least that are for adults, that are... Dealing with existential issues, even if in sort of a sci-fi context, it's. I mean, it's just it's a thought-provoking, substantive movie. film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you go. go and, and why is that? Is
0: it because the? Is it because the? The arrival. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Did you yeah. see the yeah, arrival? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same, maybe concepts. It's sci-fi, but it's not the Avengers. It's right. not. Uh, you will not. That getting fi- 13 I'll, I'll year tell old. you
1: right now, that film I found boring. I, I like the first I, three minutes. I completely minutes. So, agree. So, uh, yeah, that was a good film, but this one, I think delivers in just terms of science
0: fiction for I don't want to say for adults in the exclusion of kids but it's a different kind of movie than what we're seeing Hollywood put out again and again and again yeah yeah the next Marvel film the next Justice League film is there a market for these because in the last eight years since we've done since we quit doing the podcast here we are back again I have found my what Hollywood is giving me personally Subjective, yeah, subjective to me, they're giving me less films. I'm finding those yeah. at home well, on Netflix. I'm finding that at home. So when a film like this comes out, we should be embracing it to let Hollywood yeah, you know we
2: want more of it? Put butts in seats. Okay. I think it's time for us to open another beer. Indeed it is. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into this. So What so is that? I have something a little special here. Uh, this is an elder brett. Saison Brett Golden Ale. It's made by Epic Brewing, and it's actually a collaboration they did with Crooked Stave. And I know it's at least a couple years old because I bought this in Philadelphia <laughs> when I was driving through. Um, so this back, has been back aging I, in your closet. So it, it's been sitting in my, my beer cellar or my cabinet. That, uh, <laughs> well, okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't you like beer me?
0: cellar, I'm imagining a thick wooden cabinet. door cabinet. and steps down to a moldy uh, basement
2: let me open that and okay. why don't you explain Brett? i'll talk about, okay. so so i thought this would be appropriate right ethan was kind of talking about how we how we may try to pair these beers with movies uh-huh. and i was thinking as i saw annihilation what, what's kind of the, one of the main themes here and and as ethan was talking about earlier it's really change evolution um a lot of the film has to do with this kind of again like this alien force that's come along and it seems to be doing things with the genetic makeup mm-hmm. of uh, of life on earth and so you know, the reason that I thought this would work is, w- one thing, Brettanomyces, the the yeast strains that we're talking about when we talk about brett, um, is sort of, um, I don't want to say anything. It can anomaly. be a bad actor. It can be a bad actor, for sure. It is it is something that is unpredictable. You lose control. You lose it control. It takes over. It takes over. And it, and it also tends to evolve over time. So the fact that I've been sitting on this for a couple years... W- who knows what kind of flavor <laughs> profile we're going to be getting out of this.
1: It, it's, um, it's a gorgeous pale cheers. yellow. Yeah, cheers. Whoops. Cheers. Mm. All right. Looks nice. It smells delicious. Funky. Oh, wow.
2: Funky, right? You're getting yes. that kind of oh, yeah. definitely like a citrusy sort of, um, you know, that, that kind of tartness. You know, Going back nose. to that
0: like, idea of you go to the best beer bar in the world, you have every beer available. What do you go for? A Saison might be in my bottom three.
2: In your yeah. bottom three,
0: yeah. As far as like enjoying a beer at a bar, enjoying a beer, but this is, I mean, but I can enjoy. This, this. is
2: Brett first.
0: This is delicious. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it's on it's...
2: Brett Golden Ale is fantastic. You've been you've been aging this for two years. Yeah, sitting on it for two years, but it's it's very light, mm-hmm. very effervescent, yeah. right? I mean, nice and bubbly, It's crisp. Um, I'm t- I'm totally digging what it's. T- I mean, it, to me, this is like a fruity, light, drinkable Brett beer. As opposed to sometimes you get it going off in those like it it starts tasting band aid yeah. or or sort of uh, horsey like kind of like barnhouse. I'm trying
1: to of. find an ABV on it, um, but it come it's crooked. Stay. Huh. Well, yeah. well, you said it's their uh, collaboration uh, with green Epic, bottled yep. in Salt Lake City, right? Nine point four percent. There we go. So we're we're not doing anything light this episode with our no seven not and a half and, it's, and it's just going to get heavier. That's right. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Well done. I could, uh, that sitting outside. Um, right. Isn't this a great summer How beer? How widely yeah.
2: distributed is this? Do we know?
1: Oh, this is, so this is a limited thing that they
2: do. I'm guessing, oh, geez, I don't even know if they ever repeated it after this. It's, it's one of those where you had to be there. You had to get it. Well, they do say it's release number nine, so it's part of a
1: series. Got it. But I nice. think each one kind of changes. Well, in this case, the Brett was nice. It yeah. Did something positive kind of like those really cool do you recognize it as a
2: saison yeah no, made i up. don't you, you don't I think don't. of it as saison i think it's a little too yeah because i don't tend to think of sour when i think saison he so said, it, i mean maybe the malt bill uh, you is, make a point yeah. yeah you make a point it, it does have a sour to it but it's nice i mean I,
1: totally drinkable it's a it's it's bread beer first and foremost that's what i would we'd think say
2: it. seek it out but you probably can't <laughs> Right. If you happen to be sitting on one of these the last couple of years, go ahead and
1: crack it open. It's ready. (laughs) Uh, But but the wider, you know, the wider, the the idea of a Brett beer, though, you know, a Brett. Right. And not a lot of people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, but but that kind of, I mean, hopefully this leads us into uh, talking about our B film on this episode. Yeah, so our
1: follow up film, we did, not we managed to have that entire conversation without saying a word about who made the movie.
2: Right. Well, we talked a little bit about the the on screen talent
1: and, and even right. a little behind the scenes with the with the composers, but, but not the writer director of this thing. Right. Um, who is Alex Garland? Yes. Who started out uh, actually wrote wrote the novel in which the beach with Leo DiCaprio was based. right. Kind of a notorious dud at yeah. the box yeah. office, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. But but nonetheless seemed to get him his, his foot in the door and his first film as screenwriter was a real success, right? 28 Days Later. Right. So, they, I mean, this sort of part of that wave of zombie films yes. that, that sort of brought us back to One of the better ones. Back to the, exactly. But, I mean, now we think about the omnipresence of zombies, yes. and it wouldn't be... <laughs> they wouldn't be here again if it wasn't for 28 Days Later and maybe, you know, a couple yeah. other things. Remake of Dawn of the Dead, th- those kind of things that were going so on. So then
1: his film immediately prior to this was Ex Machina. Right. And, um, that, and, and that's...
2: Oh, uh, allow me. Sure. Immediately prior to that, screenwriter credit for Dread. Just but go ahead. Continue. I, and which I've had, I've heard good things about. I've never seen Dread. Is, Is Stallone it, in it? No, that's that was the '90s. That was one, the right? Judge Dread
1: '90s. Yeah, this was like the update. So who was in that?
2: I don't know who
0: was it. No one even. We've got ten years since Twenty Eight Days Later credit, and then Dread, and then
2: two years until Ex Machina. Okay. All right. Well, so so Ex Machina, right, this is uh, the film that he... His first film was director, am I correct? I think think that's the case. Yeah, so he had been a screenwriter, had 28 Days Later, had done the script for Dread, had had done some other things, but um, his first film that he was actually able to take the helm on in terms of directing was Ex Machina, another film that he wrote. Um, That, you know, really, I mean, I think Joe earlier spoke to people comparing... Uh, th- this more recent film, Annihilation, to Kubrick. I think there's a lot of Kubrick there in Ex Machina. I don't. I don't know how you felt about that, Ethan, but uh, it, it was definitely one of those films. I mean, it, it's it's to give a little plot synopsis. I yeah, guess, let's let's do that. We, you know, what we have is the the premise kind of sets us in this. Remote country estate that somebody who works for this kind of amorphous tech company yeah. ends up getting invited to. It's sort of like he's won uh, the prize of going on. Yeah, out this, if,
1: um, who's, what's the name of the, the head uh, of Facebook?
2: Dom, oh, wait. The he- who's the head of Facebook? Zuckerberg.
1: It's like if Mark Zuckerberg in, was invited you to come stay at his lair. Right. You were a Facebook worker and then yes. you suddenly get, you're going to get to spend a week with Mark
2: Zuckerberg. And Mark Zuckerberg
1: lived by himself and was Oscar Isaac <laughs> right. and deeply troubled right <laughs> absolutely which he may be right right
2: which it doesn't seem like the employee knows and that and no. the employee is played by Dom Hall Gleeson i think is is uh, the actor's name who's also in Star Wars really <laughs> yeah, oh yes yeah, 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 yeah. i think
1: he looked vaguely so familiar the, i mean
2: obviously garland has some interest in uh, yeah. in 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 pilching from the uh, Star Wars universe but either way um He's the employee, comes there, Oscar Isaac, as Ethan said, kind of this unhinged boss of this tech company, and is there. And it's not quite clear what the mission is or why he's there, except that, oh, well, I want you to have this series of tests with this
1: artificial intelligence that I've and created. And by the way, I created a woman. Yes, by the way. This is kind of um, Weird Science meets <laughs> Her. We yeah, all, you I, can, know, I, I can get that. I can get that. Two films which I really like, both of those films, Weird Science and Her. I love those, both of those films.
2: None of the goofiness of Weird Science. None of well, that. It, there might be a couple little...
1: Unintended that, goofiness, perhaps. Yeah. But no, very ultra serious. Right. Um, it, well, it, it treats it as a reality. It treats it as this is what is happening. Yes.
0: So yeah. if this is what is happening, then of course we are going to be serious about it. And I love Ex Machina. It's probably maybe the, my favorite film from 2000. Is that right? I loved this movie. See, I
2: hadn't seen it until I'll tell just you why, recently.
0: The reason why I liked it is because it's so uncommon to go into a film and not know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, believe, the, I the, agree with that. The films that right. they're... Giving us to see, with the exception maybe of Get Out or you know, there's a couple of other things recently. You don't. This is non formulaic. This is one of a kind. We're seeing something new. We're never seeing anything new, but we're seeing something new. And I enjoyed the ride that it took me on very, very much. I thought the actors were all fantastic. And at the end of the day, the the dénouement. I'll use that word twice in one episode. <laughs> is uh, is we very very Ding. satisfactory. Did you AI. find yourself
1: going, oh no, she didn't. I did. <laughs> AI wins. AI wins, and that's going to be, I think, the theme that, for the rest that, of our lives. You're, well, yeah. you're right. That was, that's kind of the theme of annihilation, too. That mm-hmm. that other thing, these they, other forces, right? There, they there is technology. There is
2: life form. There is whatever it is out there that is going to undo us, and we just have to. We have to be open to that. I think that's what Garland is saying in these films. That's, it's like, what, that's what Amazon is saying. Right? Right? You know, that's, yes. why, that's, that's what everybody is saying. <laughs> right. Just Lay we're back
0: br- and enjoy this ride because it's going to happen whether we like it or not. These disruptors are going to come. Netflix is Netflix is going to kill Blockbuster. Something's going to kill Netflix. I mean, it's all, we just don't know what it is yet. Right. And I, that's what I liked about this movie. We don't know what we're watching and let's go on a really fun it, ride. It
1: won the Oscar for Best Achievement in Visual Effects. Yeah, I, I believe that. And it's, yeah, on a
0: fifteen million dollar budget.
1: Imagine yeah, wow. that. That's fantastic. Well, it was you know, and that's the thing. Like it's a very modest film in terms
2: of the scale of it, mm-hmm. right? You think about three actors. I mean, that's really yeah, right. it's, It it almost feels like a, um, a stage play, right? In, in a certain sense. I mean, the visuals are amazing. Mm-hmm. So that that. Kicks it up a notch, but it's certainly the kind of thing that you could imagine them staging that. So, what are we seeing with Alex Garland? Are we seeing the emergence of a new director that we're that we curious about that we want? To I pay hope attention that to? Annihilation
1: did well enough that he gets the money to make the next movie. Yeah.
2: Me too. I'm I'm am on board. I mean, if there is an Alex Garland
1: fan club, I'm part of that fan club <laughs> okay. now. I mean, I'm I'm sold on on his. Uh, and his I board. would like to see a uh, double feature of Ex Machina and Weird Science. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't know which
2: which would you show first. Yeah, you because know,
1: so they what order do you put them in? I don't know. Are you a, you know glass half full half empty person? That's I think you gotta, you
2: have to end with weird
1: science. You have okay. to make to you CGI, feel better about the world. Yeah. Here we are.
2: We're nearing the end of uh, beer in a movie and our first episode. And what what is the sort of. What is take the takeaway that we want people to have from beer in a movie? Why are we pairing beer in a movie? We didn't really explain. I mean, I guess we explained why those things have changed in the last decade. But what, why do they need to go together? I think there's
0: three guys that like beer And like movies, I mean, at the end of the day, but we aren't alone, right? There's, I hope not. And for me, it's it's about looking for the best available. I mean, uh, no matter what you're doing in life, for me, it's it's there are beers. I could drink a Michelob Ultra, I could drink a Bud Light, but there is better beer out there, and there are better movies out there. That's always been kind of like my when we did when with, with the movie hour. That podcast was always about search a little bit harder and work a little bit more to getting something that's exceptional because why are we wasting our time with anything else? Right,
2: right. And I think there's so many avenues to get to these things, right? I mean, we we started out and we were talking about how things have changed in terms of streaming. I mean, whether you're sitting at home watching Netflix um, with your significant other or some friends or whatever, or you're going to the Alamo Drafthouse with a crew to see something at a movie party, whatever the case may be, Enhance that experience, right? Make it into something fun. Get yourself a beer that you've never had. Get yourself something that's a little bit different, out of the ordinary. Give yourself a reason to, to find that experience to be something different, right? Get yourself out of the norm.
0: Yeah, I live in this cold, callous
2: world. It, seems, it
0: feels like sometimes where uh, bits and pops of exceptional are, are, are more and more rare. When it comes to the movie experience, when it comes to a beer experience, when I dine out, when I'm at a bar or whatever, it's like oh, the same old taps. Right. But when you f- hone in on that one that might make an exceptional moment, that's the right. one we should. Always you can grab. create
1: those experiences without a doubt. You got to f- make a little bit of an effort and try right. a little bit and mm-hmm. look a little bit more and mm-hmm. choose to do that. Yes, I think so. Next Be time- deliberate. Be deliberate. Next time we're going to talk about Death Wish. <laughs> 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 what a segue. <laughs> Let's hope for some great beers. There's going to be good <laughs> beers and good talk about Death Wish, which may or may not be a good film. We'll find out. May or may not. Beer in a movie. Thank you.